All right, welcome to Rama Happens Podcast. My name is Greaves. I'm joined by Carlosard. Charizard. I don't. Carlosard. We're going with that. Are you are you gonna be Carlos today? No. I am going to be Carlos. And oh my God, mangoes! It's not a fucking Galatasaray happens, dude. What are you doing here? You know, sometimes you gotta look back in and see what the other side looks like every once in a while. Oof. Uh, you ever notice you... that uh, Galatasaray had an earthquake as soon as mangoes joined because of the enormous weight of his balls? Oh well. <laughs> um. It's kind of a uh... too early. Too early. Nah, nah, not not really. If Turkish people can laugh about it and they don't, so can we. Um, all right. So we haven't actually talked since since a while. Um, actually, I haven't been on on the previous episode that you guys made while I was asleep. That was really really great. Um, so we just are you out of the them. closet now? Uh, yeah, the, the network got mad when we said that we tied him up in the closet. So they yeah, we yeah. support you if you come out of the closet, Greaves. I escaped the closet. Thank you, by the way. So we just beat Juve. Lazio just lost to Azalkmar. Um, I'm kind of talking with 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 zero difference between like four separate days or something. What's today? Wednesday. Today is Tuesday. Tuesday. Good. So. Why just beat Juve? Why? <laughs> Why did we beat Juventus? What? What? Uh, what? We put more we points in the in the box. Lose. Right. We put more points into the into the thing called uh, a rectangle with a net. So, Mangos, what's your impression of uh, Roma in the last I don't know four months? Well, I think before we start with that, it is worth celebrating that we beat Juve. They are not an easy team. They've been good. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to okay. the celebrations. I just want to know, what is your impression of Roma in the last four months? Because I want to build up to this Juve win. All right, that's fair enough. I think in the last four months, you have to say that this Roma has generally underperformed. The tactics, the execution, the player management that actual sort of market work, all of it has had some serious concerns. And I'll be honest, especially coming out of the winter window, coming out of the Zaniolo drama, after all that, um, you know, the team needed to respond and it didn't look like it was capable of it. So I've had very, very serious concerns about this team in the past. Yeah. I mean, and then and then you think that they're going to turn it around and then you're hoping that they're going to turn it around. You're like, it's a new day. Oh, my God. We Roma fans have been through worse. And then we lose to Cremonese twice in a month. Exactly. Um, and then you start just giving up. Um, yeah. But then sometimes this team is really weird and actually does something. So. Carlos Ard, when have you given up? on hoping that this season would be good? Or what What was your giving up like? What did you give up on this season? Atalanta 1, Roma 0. <laughs> Wait, when, when was that? That was like towards the beginning of the season. That was when we were like <laughs> doing... We, were, we outshot them, outperformed them, and Atalanta still put in uh, still put in one. Oh, shit. That's, like, that's the game. Fuck this game. You know that was the that was the Napoli before Napoli. That that was the game to be celebrated. Players were happy, fans were happy. We're like, oh my god, we beat Atalanta in XG. It's fine. The result doesn't matter. It's fine. It's just, it's a process. It's a process. Yeah, that and was then, a September. So my hope all died in September. Whew. That makes sense though, right? Back in September, 
you know, you really thought that maybe the XG thing was just a blip and that eventually you'd figure it out. And then we mm-hmm. found out that no, Roma players actually just can't finish. Uh, yeah, my, my, my theory on, on that is just, uh, it's not that we can't finish. It's just, we just play against a run of play against a run of play. It doesn't sound right, but you get what I'm saying. It just Roma plays it's down sweet. to its opposition. No, I would just create weird opportunities that they're just not what Tammy Abraham is ready for, nor what he wants to do, nor how he can play or score. But we play that way, and then nobody can really manage except Dybala. Like, if you have world-class talent, you're going to manage in those situations. But we had Totti, and (laughs) we had Jacko, and sure. Um, By the way, I really, really... Wonder. I was thinking about this actually on the way on the way home today. If we were using the XG thing during Jacko era, like that's a relatively new thing from like I don't know two three years ago, people started spamming it. Can you imagine the fucking arguments and yelling and 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 fire everywhere? It would have been so bad. It would have been so bad because even in the season when Jacko won Capucan the thing. The ghost scoring thing, mm-hmm. he, he missed. Yeah, he missed. Thank you. Like five opportunities a game, like clear cut chances, and he still fucking won cup of Canonier. Like, dude, he would not have been a legend of the club. What's he like, second or third in in goals scored for Roma? Third. Or third. I disagree with so far that he wouldn't have been a legend. I think he still would be a legend. Um, People would not have let him be, become a legend. They would have chased him out of town. Like, it would have been so... Like, he wouldn't have survived in Roma for, what, five years? No, because there was a lot that he brought to the table other than that, right? Like, the goal scoring mattered, and obviously he'd be less loved if we saw just how badly he underperformed. But I'm pretty sure we can go back and find those stats, so that might be a fun exercise for the leader. Yeah, Yeah, we can definitely do that. So, for now, um, all right, I'll chime in as well, say I gave up somewhere around September... I guess. I think like beginning of October, I don't really remember, but for me it was like everyone saying, oh, we beat Cremonese, we beat Monza, it was a good start of the season, then we had some setbacks, it's fine, it's building up. We did not look like a team that's building up anything. And throughout the season, I'm sorry, you might be able to hear my son, he's having, you know, an evening. Um, Throughout the season, we just didn't build anything, it just looked like the same old drama, same story the entire season. Like, at least a potato is consistent, you know? At least you have consistency in saying that we are a fucking potato. We play down to the opposition, and then we beat Juve, who were on, what, like five wins in a row, six wins in a row, something like that? And yeah. So, um, what happened in the Juve game? What's, what, what, what's your take, Carlos? Roma happened. But this time is in a good way. The Roma giveth and the Roma taketh away. Well, I think more accurately, the Gianluca Mancini giveth and taketh. John Manchu- Gianluca Mancini is just an absolute Chad. You can Joey Mancini. You yeah, fucking Joey Mancini kid. <laughs> um, no, I think I think this game played out broadly like Mourinho would have drawn it up. Right, you you're compact. You take your chances when they come. Mm. I'll- in an unorthodox manner in this case. Um, and then you just hold on for dear life. We didn't even take a chance. It was just like, w- was that a chance? Because 
I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a there was a short video, a clip, if you would, of Tammy Abraham warming up and Jose is giving him instructions, something written on the paper, of course. And Tammy Abraham like looks looks up, looks down, looks at the notes again, and like just glances in the in in at uh, back at the pitch. Whereas like Mancini's taking the ball, it's like. 20 yards out like who cares you know <laughs> that's that's not a that's not danger a cb taking a ball at 20 yards out and then you just hear the roar of the crowd um fantastic shot though fantastic shot. is mancini emerging as like a guy we are okay with once he his leaves for big money and once smalling leaves were free no no we're not mancini <laughs> is like because the flip side of that video is that another video came out around the Keen Red, which is that, yes, right, Keen obviously kicks out at, at Mancini and is an idiot and deserves every part of his red, but he doesn't in part because Mancini also punches him in the back. Um, and, like, look, right, I respect... Held his hair. He he dragged him by his hair. And who would... Have you seen his hair? Who wouldn't? Hey, he's just taking lessons from Benucci and the Euros. <laughs> Like, look, right? I get the Matarazzi thing. I get that, you know, sometimes you got to be a little dirty as a defender to make things work. But, like, can we not have someone that does this repeatedly? That would be nice. Best I can do is no. Okay. Is it is it really bad if if he gets away with it? I mean... Like, every ref knows, he's, knows he plays dirty, and he still gets away with it. He's not I getting cards anymore. I don't, like, I don't like Romero, and I don't like Mancini. Like, it's the same thing, right? Mm. It, if your only skill is fouling, like, let's also remember, right? Gianluca Mancini, just like Ibanez and Smalling, are right now playing in a hyper-protected system, right? They're <laughs> back three. Their fullbacks are ex- instructed to track back all the way, and they have two DMs in front of them. Smalling and Mancini at least have shown that they can be core pieces of this team in a back four, in a less protected back three. They have different strengths and weaknesses in each system. But we've seen consistently that they can deliver at a level at or even above current Roma. Can you that's imagine not, if can you imagine if our midfielders and fullbacks were even more defensive than what we got? Like we're improvising right now with two DMs who are not really DMs. Yeah. Like the only reason Matic is DM is because he's slow. Really? <laughs> like, oh boy. Oh boy, that's what I've been it like. It could we, get we aim. We aim to be nil-nil every single game. That's yeah. our goal. Yeah, I mean, hey, you can't lose, right? You'll <laughs> go invincible for the first season in their history. Somehow uh, go they... invincible and it's all nil-nil draws. And a relegation. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't... Why do you bring that up, you horrible individual? It's a no... invincible season. It's a relegation. <laughs> do you guys know... Hang on a second. Uh, who are the only teams in Serie A to never be relegated? Inter, right? Because um, Milan got relegated, Roma got relegated, Juve got relegated. Yeah. So up until up until Poli, it was Juve and Inter. Now it's it's only Inter. Yeah. How cool is that? And they mm-hmm. were like formed out of spite to Italian racism or whatever it was. The policy that was like, oh, we don't want foreigners in our country. Yeah, it was pushed by their government. How cool is that? It's a decent Fuck idea. It's a, de- it's a decent idea. Too bad it turned into Inter Milan. Um, 
So, uh, how, how, uh, just while we're on this topic, so Inter are not getting Mourinho back, but they are getting Cholo Simeone somewhere in the next couple of years. That seems likely. How How is that going to work in Italy? So Italy is not a Catenaccio anymore. I've seen the rumors, and I really don't buy it. And I don't buy it because you have to remember that Inter are a club that is currently so broke, they are letting Skriniar walk on a free and he's not going to be the only major departure this season by any stretch of the imagination. Like, Simeone yeah. is a very good coach who is currently the highest paid coach in the world. He's going to come in and he's going to want... Uh, obviously, he can't get at the money he's getting at Atleti, but you know, even if he can't get Atleti money, he can get very, very good money. He's going to expect it. and He's going to expect backing that fundamentally Inter will not be able to provide. Right. Um, kind of getting getting similar to situation with uh, Roma and Carlo Ancelotti, where he keeps saying he wants to coach Roma and it's his dream. Charles mm-hmm. has said that like a bunch of times, but <laughs> then they look at the team and look at the finance. They're like, maybe in a few years, maybe maybe in a few years we can talk about the future. Right. <laughs> um, Carl Lizard, who's who, who's your coach to take over after Jose leaves this or next summer? I uh... choices. Uh Pochettino, Pochettino, uh Tuchel or or Fonseca. Pochettino, so he can pull a reverse Tottenham. <laughs> oh. So he can pull a reverse Tottenham and a most Tottenham team on the planet. We are more over Mourinho. because yeah, Mourinho came in after Pochettino. It'd be fun for Pochettino coming after Mourinho. And wins no trophies. Uh, I mean, sounds, that would um, be par for the course with Roma. <laughs> wins the cup and gets fired <laughs> afterwards. Wait, he goes. He goes uh, one game from the Champions League final, and Roma sacks him. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we did beat Juventus. We were playing Sociedad in a couple of days, which is. Yeah, actually, a couple of days. I keep thinking it's Wednesday, I'm sorry. And we are playing Sassol afterwards. We're then we're playing Lazio a week after. We're going to lose a lot. Yeah. Does, does anybody ever believe that we're actually going to you know, start off a run anymore? Like, it's it's March. I was going to say it's deep February, but no, it's fucking March. March like is two just deeper ago. February. <laughs> Technically. Warm February. Um... No, I mean, I think that, look, right, this team always has the capacity to don't on a run. Notably, they did it last year. But at this point, I think, even if you think this run is going to go on a run, it's going to look a lot like last year's run, where it's a lot of, you know, defense first draws that sort of slowly build. And by the end, you've just sort of accumulated yeah. points to maybe get there. But nothing, nothing that you would call domination. Yeah. Um, I Milan think- are... Sorry, I think Roma will uh, pull out a result at the Olympico on Thursday. I think there'll be a two two nil win for Roma, and then uh, cough up a goal to Sociedad in the second leg. And go out? Uh no, I think they'll go through, but it'll be uh, Roma will prove that playing at the Olympico is no joke, and then they'll go away and then realize playing away is no joke like they always do. Because it seems like whenever Roma 
is down, all the shenanigans happen at the Olympico. Barcelona. You know, glimpse. I didn't. I didn't care to think about this matchup too much because it's in my head. It's kind of like I don't care about cup matches. I'm not going to predict them. I'm just going to enjoy the chaos. Mm-hmm. And I was going to focus on whatever next matches and our opponents being kind of shit, except Lazio, who's finding form. But well, come to think of it, points? come to think of it, if we don't win, like if we don't win at Olimpico, that means that we cannot close the. Sh- like if we if we win at Olimpico, Mourinho is going to start Dwayne Aldo at, at on goal. We're gonna have three people standing next to Rui the entire time. Um, there is not gonna be an ounce of attacker on the pitch. Like that, that's just not gonna. Like I, we we will close shop so hard. Sociedad is just gonna sub out their keeper for a striker. But if we don't win, <laughs> then the game in Spain is just going to be complete chaos. I would absolutely love to see that. I really hope we don't win at the Olympico. It sounds really terrible to say, but holy crap. I, I want to see that game where Roma has to go for a goal away. I feel like that game ends with us losing. It always happens when we end up losing. Sad. On penalties. Maybe. No. Um, hello, hello, Liverpool. I still can't believe we lost to Leipzig away. That was just horrible. But yeah, we had just had to come back to win. Red Bull gives you L's. Yeah. All right. So, uh, sorry, Mangos, you wanted to say something? No, I was just saying that, you know, this team is not... This team is not Consistent. as bad as we think it is. Yeah. But it's also not as good as we think it is. Right, like that's that's where the inconsistency comes from. You know what pisses me off? That's a good. I said four years ago that Fonseca is exposing all of this team's weaknesses, all of the players' capabilities and and limitations, and we built on a team that was clearly exposed. We didn't swap anyone. We we di- we didn't do anything. To, like we had a guy who literally said, "This is shit, and this is what we need to improve by just watching the games, by just games being played, and we got nothing out of it. That's what pisses me off. Like this team is not good. They're not good, and we knew that. We've known that for like four years now. And what did we do? We brought in a right back, a striker, a striker, a winger, sold a winger. Wait, oh yeah, sent away like three more wingers. We had like." Four right wings go away in the span of two years, and then just replace them with one. And we brought no midfielders except Madi Kamara as a replacement for Wijnaldum. What the? But, I mean, that's how it goes, right? Like part of rebuilding is going to be clearing dead weight. And are we even, is this even a rebuild? I think it needs to be. I'll put it that way. Promise too much in denial to have a rebuild. Well, Roma can't afford a rebuild. Is the real problem. Yes, we can. Just kick yeah, out can. everybody and then play only only Primavera and then bring whatever striker wants to join us, and that's it. Trust and, the process, bro. And what? Get relegated? Miss Europe? Like, look. We already miss Europe. We're in Europe. <laughs> yeah, if you count Italy being in Europe, but that's about it. Like, Roma just... Like, Roma will make Europe it to the semis. Roma will, make yeah. it to, Roma will make it to the semis and get knocked out. That's how Roma plays every year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can be in Europe, but we never go very far. I think what I would say is that the economy of, Ital- of Italian and European football is such that 
is such that it is not possible to truly rebuild, right? Like, I mean, you guys follow the NBA, I follow the NFL. Like, you know, if a team sucks this year in the NBA, for instance, right? You say, screw it, you tank, and you hope you get Wembenyama. Like, that works in the NBA. In the NFL, it works to tank and try and get the first round, the first overall pick, because you can rebuild from there. If you suck in Serie A, you die in real life. Like, there's no coming back. Um, no, you can sign, uh, what's his name? Chris Costa Cristiana for $10 million. What? Cool. The Napoli dude. Oh, Kvartskalia. Yeah, that dude. I don't know. I'm American. <laughs> I can't say any names. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no offense. I think that it's very Roma is a club that needs to keep trying, right? Which is why I say that you know, a few more years out of the Champions League, and Roma are not going to be a club that is of Champions League caliber. Not even just in terms of like the current squad, but even in terms of the sort of reputation that you carry, which matters just as much, if not more. I don't so, think we're, we we have a reputation of a Champions League club right now. We've we've gone from being a team that's rebuilding to a team that Jose is kind of dragging up, but it does not deserve to be anywhere after over 120 million euro investment. That's don't get me started. Um, no, do I mean, it. I, <sighs> Let's talk about Pinto. Let's talk about fucking Pinto. What the fuck has he done to this club? <laughs> It started off well. It started off like everything is fine and whatever. And it started off like, oh, he's buying the right pieces. And now when you look back, what has he done to improve the the value of any of our positions? We have no goalkeeper. I mean, we had no goalkeeper before him. I will say that. But, I mean, you're right, right? I think that the... Pinto is very good at a certain set of tasks. He's very good at getting rid of dead weight that like obviously has no future at the club and making the best of that situation. He is very good at bringing in young Primavera players. Like there's a lot of people in our Primavera, both pre-existing Pinto and that he's brought in, who look very good and who fans should be really excited about, right? Cassano is very good. My Shaq is very good, right? Faticanti is very good. Falasca is pretty good, right? There are pieces in our Primavera and Pinto's team-building style is designed to give those players the chance to shine. I like that a lot. The problem is that he doesn't seem to know... And that all makes sense, right? That's all stuff that you would learn as the director of sport at a club like Benfica, whose model is entirely built around promote Premier Academy, buy really young, really cheap bets from the likes of Brazil, develop them, and sell them on. What you don't learn at a club like Benfica, though is how do you plug a hole, right? How do you plug a hole when you have no time to get these kids ready? They just need to, the machine needs to keep rolling. And that shows, right? We sold Jekko, third all-time club goal scorer, key role in the offense under Fonseca. And we brought in Eldor Shamuradov, and we brought in Tammy Abraham at Mourinho's request. Like, we needed a left back, and we went out and we got Matias Vina. These are the kinds of moves that Benfica would make if these players were five or six years younger. Hey, there's a kid, this Uzbek kid in Genoa who's doing decently. Um, maybe he can turn into something. Here's a kid that's killing it with Palmeiras. If he comes here, maybe we can polish him up and we can sell him to the Premier League for 60 million euros. But the problem is, 
right? These guys aren't six years younger. They're 25, they're 26. They are in their career moments. And we're handing out money and transfer fees to players where the analytics, frankly, aren't great because they should be better, mm-hmm. right? And that's an evolution that Pinto needs to make. And he needs to make it quickly is how do you buy when you're at a club that really can't afford to just have a hole somewhere for like a few weeks or a few months while a young kid figures it out. Mm. And then more to the point, and this is where I would really start ranting is how do you sell players at this kind of club, right? How do you negotiate a contract for a player who is good, not great, might be great, but wants to stay at your club. And if you can't, how do you sell them in a respectful manner? Because that is something that he really struggles with, right? He struggled with Fazio last year. Mm. Um, Fazio wanted to sue the club. He obviously struggled with Zaniolo. Um, he's gotten it done with some players, right? Cristante Mancini and Pellegrini, and he deserves credit for that. But he doesn't seem to have a sense at yeah. times for when and how you either can give or you can move the player towards your position. It's just, you know, here's the number, deal with it. Hey, guys. Yeah. Do you, do you think that uh, Mourinho was on medication during Juve? No. Because uh, he was watching, like, you know, Mancini scored that awesome rocket and just no expression from Mourinho. And yeah. we've seen him, we've seen him have severe expressions. I think he was on, like, ADHD medication or something. Just laser focused, doesn't give a shit, and then saves it for the press conference. While funny, I don't think that's it, right? I mean, it's Mourinho is... Mourinho knows he's coaching for his job. The players know they're playing for their job at this point. Um, Everyone is sort of aware of the stakes at this point, and I think it's less that Mourinho is there and more that Mourinho is is moving into a different phase of trying to motivate this team, perhaps, right? The charitable way to say it would be that he spent all this time hyping the players up, saying, you guys can go out there, you can beat everyone. I'm not disappointed in the result, I'm disappointed that you didn't show the mentality, right? He had that famous rant last year, where after, I want to say it was Inter, he he went in there and he tore into them, and he said, look, I don't care about the mistakes, I don't care that we lost, right? What, what matters to me is that you went out there and you had Inter face-to-face, right? They were just 11 guys out there, same as you, and you shit the bed. Pardon my French. Um, right. And then after Napoli, he took that really famous, much maligned photograph this year, where it was like, yeah, you know, we lost, but we showed that fighting spirit. And Roma wants to win every game, and we the most important thing is that we give everything for it. And I think after Cremonese especially, his tune started changing. If you read through his press conferences... Now it's a lot more like, well, you know, the squad may or may not be good enough, but we have to sort of take it as it is and we have to move forward, which on the one hand signals some very real dissatisfaction with the squad, obviously. Um, You could read that as a precursor to a Mourinho meltdown, which I think is possible. But I think the other thing it is, is it's him trying to tell the squad, you know, no more, right? It's no more we can beat everyone. It's we have to play it as it is, and you are not better than any single person in this league. Right, you're all in the league, and you all have to come play. Do you have any snacks? Um, not around me. Oh, I do, but uh, I kind of left them somewhere. Sure. 
came and raided your house, Greaves. Enjoy, um, enjoy cutting that section out, Greaves. It was a fun rant. Hell no. Um, yeah. All right. So I kind of agree that I don't like. Pinto doesn't know how to make profits on a play. Like that, that, that's what it seems like. Um, I, I've, I'm, I'm not gonna question his negotiation skills with contracts because it's too much of a fuck up to even understand what's going on. He was negotiating with Zaniolo for two years over a contract. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you can't touch that because Zaniolo is insane. Family is insane for whatever reasons. I mean, for whatever reasons, he's insane. It's he's a kid. Whatever. His agent is, I don't know, the worst agent in history of football, who just keeps telling him, "Yes, you are worth four million a year." Um, well, scoring I, I zero goals. I disagree with that. He actually is worth four million a year by the club's own valuation metrics, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 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 agreeing with you. If Cristante is worth two point eight, if Tam is worth what seven or something, if the ball is worth four slash six. Or I don't know if Pellegrini is worth what five or four point five. Zaniolo is absolutely worth four, but for whatever reason, Pinto woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day and just decided I'm not going to give you four. And then that was his stance for for two years. <laughs> what the fuck is? That? I won't question it. I don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. We just know that it went on for a while. But who? On our team, increased value. Ibanez, which is kind of natural progression. He came as a 22-year-old. He's what 24, 25 now. He always had a potential. He was always going to get better because he's playing defense. You can't really, you can't really regress as a defender when you're playing defense. I don't know. You learn, you develop, mm-hmm. and that's it. Nobody on our team increased value. Who do you think? Who do you guys think is the most valuable player on our team? Lorenzo Pellegrini. Like, no, I mean on transfer mark. Hey, I'm yeah. looking at transfer mark. It is Lorenzo Pellegrini <laughs> at 45 mil. Okay. Our most valuable player is. Oh my god. It's Lorenzo and Tammy, and then they're both at 45 million, and then you have DiBala at 30, and then Ibanez at 27. Interesting. Wait, 45? I thought you said 25. No, 45. Oh my god, you're right. Lorenzo Why Pellegrini. is... Sorry. Guys, Lorenzo Pellegrini is not that bad. He's overplayed and he has distinct weaknesses. He doesn't have to be the guy anymore. Yeah. The ball is there. Right. Which certainly limits his uh, his role on, on the team to... When when Dybala wasn't here, Pellegrini was kind of like the guy who does a little bit of everything, the engine of the team, the guy who wants to push us forward. And then you're like, he can't be selfish. It's fine. Totti was selfish as well to, to a certain point. Oh, and he's three weeks older than I am. Oof. Is this when you wow. realize you're getting old, Charizard? No, that's when I realized that he's just, you know, has a great year to be born. Okay. I hate 1996, just... You know, hey, fuck you. Uh, not a great year. So now his role is kind of reduced to the guy who needs to make use of every single ball he gets because he won't get too many balls in the final third. And he does not. Like yesterday, or yesterday, against Juve, 
in the first half, he had like what four or five tackles, and it was like, holy shit, he's intercepting everything, he's sliding, he's getting the ball. What is happening? And then second half begins, and guess what? The first fucking thing he did when he got the ball, he passed it behind our player by like 10 meters, 30 feet. How? Thanks for the imperial translation. I was lost. I think that, I mean, I think that part of that is just it's the same stuff that we've been talking about over and over and over whenever we have to look at this team, right? It's that and I want to give Mourinho his credit here for a second, which is that this system did used to work, right? Mourinho's system is no system in some meaningful sense of the word. And it's predicated on a pretty simple idea that was revolutionary when it started, which is look, if I don't know what I'm gonna do. There's no set pattern for you to notice and exploit and remove. The problem is that he developed this pattern and this theory when he had players like Deco, and then he had players like Aryan Robin, and then he had players like Mesut Ozil and Kareem Benzema and prime Cristiano Ronaldo. And now he's trying to do the same thing, except he has Lorenzo Pellegrini and Tammy Abraham and a snake bit Zaniolo and Paolo Dybala as his only real option of any worth. Um, and look, right, those players, I love a lot of those players. I think they have a lot of good things about them. They're also not Prime Mesut Ozil, and there's no shame in that. Prime Mesut Ozil was world-class and wouldn't play for Roma. And so you have to give those players something to work with. You have to either put them in situations where they can do their best work, which you know, has failed to do, positionally and role-wise, or you need to build in sort of drilled patterns of play like Fonseca did, where the players can be like, all right, great, I don't know what's going on, we're in a jam, I know that I can just pass it to Spinazzola and he's going to go up the wing, or I know I can sort of send it back to Cristante and then he's going to get it out to the wing, who's going to get into Pellegrini, who's going to get it to Dzeko, who's going to look for someone running in behind, right? Like, these are patterns of play that we used a lot under Fonseca. Um, and it worked and it made our offense look good because in part it simplified things for our players and our players are not at the level where they can, they're not technically good enough to not have to think about it. They're not mentally fast enough to have to think about the technique and can still pull something off. And a lot of them are so desperate to be the guy that even if they had those two, I'm not convinced they would be able to make the right call all the time. Yeah. I kind of dread the fact that we didn't see more of uh, Spinazzola and Stefano Sharabi down the left side, because they too seem like players who, I won't say that they're at the level of Ozil and Ronaldo and Benzema and whatnot, but they play that way that you don't really need to coach them. They'll just find situations. They're quick thinking. They're capable of, of not getting trapped very easily, just you know passing the ball. They're creative. They see things like, Zalewski. and then you have Dybala behind them. Sorry, Zalewski and Bobe are similar. There are other pieces that I think would do very well with that. Too young though, I think they're just too young. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're definitely like that, and especially when they come off from Primavera and their brains are not filled with Jose's uh, defensive instructions and forget the tag, just go defend. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I. Spinazzola has always been this player, and the fact that Mourinho didn't give him freedom to do anything all year long until now. <sighs> I don't know. I, I I don't understand. A player can't just forget how to play because he was injured. Like, 
clearly Spinatola did not, so whatever. Um, do you guys think Jose stays? No. Nope. I think if we make the Champions League, it's a possibility. But I think that is the only possibility, and even then, he might look around and think he has better options. PSG's after him. Yeah, like, if he goes to a PSG or Newcastle, I mean, one, I couldn't blame him. <laughs> and two, like, it might be better for the club long-term. Like, I don't know, all three of us are at least Mourinho-skeptical. And so, you know, I don't think anyone on this particular podcast is going to be shedding too many tears if he does decide to sort of call them on his Rome adventure. But what if we bring Firmino? I mean, Firmino would be cool. I yeah, like he's awesome. He's, he's definitely coming to Roma. Mm. He's he's leaving. Uh, his agent confirmed. Uh, yeah, but... Had enough mean, Liverpool. He's coming to Roma, man. I, I didn't know I was talking to John Solano. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, sell uh, Tammy back to Chelsea for eighty million and pick up Firmino <laughs> and uh, Mahmoud Dahoud. I, mean, I was maybe... I was about to bring it up. Who is Mahmoud Dahoud? Mahmoud, I mean, he was a good player. That I mean, he's kind of Dortmund Zaniolo in some ways. Good player, had injury, came back, couldn't really produce. There are questions on if it's fit, if it's scheme, if it's mental. Um, there are worse players to take a punt on, at least. Cool. Uh, so, do we make anything out of the rumor that Chelsea wants to bring Tammy back for eighty million? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. How, how, how would, it, how does it, that negotiation go? They call Roma and they say, "Hey, I want to pay you eighty million." No, they call Roma and they say, "What do you want for Tammy Abraham?" And we say, "We want eighty million." And they say, "Okay, fine. Enjoy having them until his value is completely gone." No, I mean, I disagree with that, right? I think that, I think normally I would agree that if it was just this rumor, I'd be like, yeah, right, right. In what world are they going to want this player? But it's being reported by some pretty serious folks, right? Horncastle out of the Athletic usually is pretty good on Italian football stuff. He said that Manu has been sending scouts for the last four games to watch Abraham, so there might be some interest there. Um, Chelsea's beat writer, I think, for the Athletic, like their guy who's designed to sort of know about Chelsea has confirmed that Chelsea are looking at activating the 80 million buyback. I think it could happen. And I think if it does happen, you know, I'm certainly not going to shed any tears because in my eyes, Amy Abraham is like worth 40 to 50 million, not 80. I absolutely love Samido. I really wish we, we had an actual coach who can teach him. Can you imagine Abraham in Spalletti's system? Like you give Spalletti a six foot four, six foot five guy who can sprint and dribble. Like, his close ball control is amazing. One of the best I've ever seen, like, ever. He, he constantly gets out of, like, being triple teamed if he's facing the goal. Uh, Holder play sucks, though, but he still, that's not his... Whatever. I don't want to think too I think much that, that, actually, that's a really good segue, right? Which is, again, right? Why does this Mourinho iteration fail? It's because we have a lot of players on our team right now. Abraham, Pellegrini, Dybala, at minimum. Zaniolo was one of them. Sorry? Bellotti. Not even Bellotti, right? Just Abraham, Pellegrini, Dybala, and previously Zaniolo are all players that thrive with space. They're all players that you want sort of just slightly out of this focus of the camera, and that's where they do their damage, right? That everyone else is keying in on this other person, and they slip the ball into Zaniolo running in behind, or Pellegrini like an acre of space who springs someone, or whatever. 
we don't have any players though who are good at commanding that attention for them. Right? Jekko did it because Jekko was just kind of massive and strong. And, you know, I know that his legacy at Roma is a little bit complicated, perhaps, but he was enough of a threat that teams felt the need to put two or three guys on him. Zaniolo filled a little bit of the same niche, but because of where he was positioned and because of his struggles for two years, he also wasn't getting that treatment by the end anymore. Um, not At least not as much as the team needed. That's why if I was going to go get someone, if I was going to go get someone, honestly, to replace Abraham, let's say that he sold, I would actually go after someone like, I mean, it won't be Kaladzic because he just moved to Wolves and he just got any towards ACL this year. But someone perfect. Like, He's yeah. perfect for us. He, he tore his ACL. Hey, How I guess many times can you tear your ACL? It's, it, it's not like it happened twice. um no but just someone like that right some just big dude some like big dude who you're not really sure where or how they're gonna do something but they're just so large that they need to be taken uh, like same bolt sure i mean (laughs) i guess um I want to see Roma with with a striker who has a low center of gravity and can actually, you know, re- receive the ball and then move it and then dribble past someone. I heard Lionel Messi is available. No, not even that. Like Icardi, for example. But not, like example, I'm not saying Icardi. Although I've seen I've seen his fucking name pop up in the rumors. Juan Donata said that he wants to go to Roma or something, whatever. Well, hell no, no, thank you. Stay with Zaniolo. Win the Turkey League. We don't need come to your enjoy Europe. <laughs> why? Why exactly? <clears throat> why exactly do teams not get a chance to defend their title when they win a European trophy? If if you win Conference League, you just go to the Europa League. If you win Europa League, you go to the Champions League. Why not just leave those teams? You know, if they want to defend their title. Right, like no one would take the Europa League seriously if the prize for the Europa League was more. But, Europa but look, you ask jo- you ask Jose if he wants to play for another, <laughs> another year in the Conference League, and he's like, "Fuck you, yeah, I'm gonna defend the title." No, no, <laughs> see, like, this is stupid. It, it's perfect. Have you seen our our tactics? I that mean... actually would be an interesting uh, thing. Like. Everybody Just goes to the group stage, and then Roma has like a buy or something into the round of sixteen automatically. Maybe, uh, and then I loses know. immediately. That's oh yeah, of course. <laughs> this is the way. So this is the this is a thought experiment that I was entertaining with a friend, and I'm curious what you guys' answer is. Mm. Roma sells their best player this summer. Roma's not a supermarket. Impossible. Uh, Ramosel's best player. Hang on, hang on. I can do this. Soul Bucking. Okay. Um, Ramosel's their best player this summer and gets 60 million for them. How would you invest that 60 million? I would fire the director of sport and bring in our buddy Ramon. He's pretty good at that. But but who's the the player we sell for 60 million? Ibanez? Whoever you think our best player is. For the record, there is one right answer to our best player is. Yeah, but I I don't think that we're really gonna sell Cristante. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, I don't believe anyone can be called the best player when they miss at least thirty percent of the games, and the ball is missed half, if not more. I don't consider yeah. him our best player. 
Availability is the best ability. Uh, tell that to rest days in the NBA. <laughs> um, hey, man. Tatum played like 50 minutes the other night and still lost. Eh. Fucking Celtics. Um, no, but I mean, the. Okay, if not to ball, then whoever, right? But who do you think that West so, player is? And what do you right. do we do we do we do we in this hypothetical scenario qualify for Champions League or not? Because that's another six mil. No, you finished fifth. As is tradition. You don't qualify for Champions League. I mean, if where I would reinvest that would be just goalkeeper and Sangare, and that's pretty much it. Hey, I'm glad the Sangare movement is taking off. Hell yeah. I watched him at PSV when I went to the Netherlands. He was actually pretty good. Yes, he is pretty good. I don't know how he's still there. Um, if 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 we were to talk about the flashy signing, somebody from Lille, I don't care who, Jonathan David or Jobamba, I don't care. Just sign someone from... No, you know what? Um, Why well, sign the manager? <laughs> I don't think he'd be up for a round two. I don't think he wants to come back to Roma. <laughs> He's outgrown Roma. Uh, uh, when the ownership a... doesn't want you and brings in brings in your replacement, I don't think that you're kind of you know opt to go back. What about? Also, I don't think the t- freaking group operates like Palata. Hey, we need you. What about this this guy who plays at at Reim? Called Folarin Balogun or Folarin. He was born in Europe. His name is Folarin. Isn't his? Isn't he on loan from Arsenal? I don't know. I feel like I remember that being a thing. That yes, he's killing it, but he's also just going to go back to Arsenal next year. Oh yeah, he is. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but we can steal him from Arsenal. We'll pull another at Tammy Abraham. <laughs> Yes. Hey guys, do you want to give him for free? Like, you know, the remembered Mkhitaryan? That was a nice piece of deal. That's awesome, dude. Um, He's I was from New York to... City. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Might the US. wow. He has a, a very non-American name, but considering he was from, born in New York. I'm gonna He's call probably him born in like a New York bodega or something like that. Jeez. That's what it does. I would get. I would. There is a player that I actually really want to see at Roma, and give me a moment to find him. I forgot his name. Um, John I, Cena. <laughs> no, even worse. So, his his. I think nineteen or twenty years old. Uh, let me check. Twenty years old, just turned twenty. Where's he play? He plays also at the Reim, uh, the club in the French league that I'm absolutely obsessed with because their coach. He's 30 years old, and his only coaching qualification is that he plays football manager. I'm not kidding. That's I'm not, not true. He's That's not team. true. Look it up. He uh, coached in the Belgian leagues. You got That's not. That's that not is true. That is how he started. He literally got He's, a job by doing that. He, yes, he, he was a him. data analyst, and then he ended up. You know, they're like, "Hey, we need a coach." Oh yeah, I'll do it. But yep. yeah, he coached in the Belgian leagues. He didn't. He got his start. With in, in data analysis manager, yeah. in football manager. Yep. Oh, wait. Um, what if it's that dude off of Reddit that was like a coach? Because there was a guy, he's like, I got a job with my team. 
You mean she wasn't was he like, like 14 like, years old? No, like, Reim have this player called Kamori Dumbia, and yes, we have bad experience with players like Dumbia, but Kamori Dumbia apparently plays as an attacking midfielder. However, he plays like Kante. He's short and he runs. He presses everything. He tries to get the ball. And he also has a pretty solid touch with the ball. He's not Lorenzo touch, but he's really good. And that's a player that I'm looking out for for midfield. He's literally, if you bought Rajan Angolan, if, if he was normal and young. If he wasn't. I mean, but a Rajan Angolan who is normal isn't Rajan Angolan. That's part of the package. <laughs> The guy runs nonstop after the ball. Like Casemiro said a couple of days ago, I'm a I'm a, I'm like a dog. I just run after the ball nonstop. That is literally this kid, and he's he's skilled. That's the, that's like the actual thing. It's not that his only skill is just running after the ball. So you bring this kid, you bring Sangare. Although I think Sangare is going to Premier League, and um, that's probably sixty million right there. Yeah, it's fair enough. Mangos, you gotta go. We'll yeah, probably continue for like a few minutes just to wrap it up. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Have a good one, guys. Thanks Bye, for having Mango. Spider-Man. What's what you do? What what would you be your like point of investment for this team? Gatorade. What? What would I do with Gatorade? I don't I'll go know. with Powerade. Oh. Powerade. You got a little bit of a bang with your new sponsor, John Morant. If he gets kicked out of the NBA, he would make a kick-ass soccer player. He just dunks all over the opposing <laughs> goalkeeper. <laughs> just jumps over them and like, ah, I jumped over the gun. It would make Ronaldo's like... header against Juve look pretty trash. Or was it against Real Madrid? It was one of those two. But you know you the can... header I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine his posse trying to be all gangster and on Curva Sud? Yeah, uh, that would end very, <laughs> very well for his posse. There would be some, some stabbies. Just a few. Just a few. Oh, boy. And they were never heard from again. <laughs> but, nah, I'd probably I'd probably invest uh, in a goalkeeper because uh, Patricio is obviously losing a step. He's 35. Um, unless you are, like, you know, Gianluigi Bravon. You're not standing around. You're not going to be around for a while. Unless you go down to Serie B. I'd probably go... Um, the guy I would want between the sticks doesn't speak Italian and just did a move to the Premier League, so I don't think that he would uh, be able... Matt Turner. He's a goalkeeper for Arsenal. Cool. He came from the New England Revolution, and he was in the uh, U.S. Men's World Cup squad. And we know how the World Cup teams and Roma do when we try and buy people off of World Cup performances. I would like to bring in this this dude. It's a Serbian dude. He plays for Sevilla, actually, as a goalkeeper. He's the guy that got attacked by, by a fan, a PSV fan, I think, in Netherlands, on the pitch. The guy just invades the pitch, and the goalkeeper just kind of... Oh, I saw him. that. Yeah, held, held him down until the security came in. And, uh, yeah, that was dope. <laughs> that was badass. But he's actually a pretty good goalkeeper. Like, solid, nothing special. But he's big, he's huge, and he's not afraid of anyone. and not afraid of yelling at anybody. I feel like we kind of need that from, from our... Between the sticks. Uh, how do we... Like, I don't know. 
he had an amazing game against Juventus. He was saving everything, but uh, one game is not enough to change my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I want him gone, and he's been dog shit this year. No offense to any dogs. Marco um, Dimitrovic? Yes. He looks like a James Bond henchman. <laughs> He's right. only worth five mil. He is. He's like it's not, not you know, spectacular. Like it's a goalkeeper. Either they're worth like sixty or nothing. Yeah, I think I think it would be good. We need somebody with authority. Anybody. He's thirty one though. Prime I, want, for I want somebody a little bit younger. No, dude, that's prime. That's literally prime for goalkeepers. Like, prime for goalkeepers is between 30 and 34. And then you go on a downslope. However, Rui, I had to look it up. You're right. He's 35 and he plays like he's 45. So, whatever. Like, if you want to beat Rui, just send in a, a what do you call it? Grass cutter. Just a low shot. He does not go down. Uh, the, the least athletic goalkeeper we've had in a long time. But he's doing pretty good last year. He got us a Mickey Mouse trophy. He was doing solid last year. I remember thinking that he's really good at saving like medium to high shots, but this season he just, I don't know. He shoot at, the, at our goal, he doesn't even move anymore. Good game against you. I'll give him props, but yeah, we need some improvement. Um... Was it really a really good game against Juve, or just Juve playing down to Roma's level? Because it looked like Juve cast mirror image against Roma, and it was super effective. Hmm. Yeah, um, one thing we didn't mention, I honestly thought that... Roma is a frustrating team to watch, like, we really are, we play like shit. Uh, we're ugly and just backpassing, and our pressing is kind of like, you run up to a player but like you don't cross the like you don't come closer than 20 yards and then they just kind of pass the ball and you're like ah oh, yeah okay i'm done here you were playing exactly the same fucking way like first half was what they were passing among their defenders and then we were kind of fake pressing and then when they would lose the ball we would pass among our defenders and then they would fake press they just sort of like nobody broke a sweat in the first half because they just walked like oh everyone just walked around the most touches in the first half was Smalling, for fuck's sake. Like, what the f- what is that? It just- I, I saw an analogy elsewhere that it was two immovable objects just not moving. <laughs> that kind of explains the first half. A movable object beats a stoppable force. You, 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 know, you were very much a stoppable force right now, dude. You know what would be interesting? Uh, Juventus catching Atalanta for the last Conference League spot, and then Juve be like, "This, this thing's below me," and then bounces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just do some shady shit so that Europe has to punish them by not playing in Europe, and they're like, "Oh no!" Anyway, what shall we do now? <laughs> yeah, anyway, I don't know, man. Um, I'm kind of disappointed with Juve. They have so much talent. They have so much. Their players are so skilled compared to ours when you look at them individually, and then as a team, they just create nothing. There's absolutely nothing there. They'd be tied for second right now if they didn't have a points deduction. Yeah, but they still play like shit. Like yeah, but if we if we took away if we took away the points deduction and kept the results, they would still be second. 
Yeah, and like, what, 15 points behind Napoli? When's the last time that's happened? Uh, I think Napoli's last title was in like the 90s. No, I'm... when's the last time you were like 15 points behind? Well, oh, jeez, actually... I don't know. Wasn't that last season? <laughs> hang on, hang on, I gotta check this. Uh, Serie A 2021 22. No, Milan, Inter, Napoli, uh, Juventus. Juventus was nine points behind Napoli last year. Yeah, 16 points behind first. Okay, that makes actual sense. So, Juve has been, you have been kind of trash for two years now. Cool. Kudos to them. So, the only reason Atlanta got to play anything this season was because we won the Europa League, or Conference League, and also qualified for Europa League, I forgot about that. But, it looks like we're gonna finish behind Lazio again, because Lazio are kind of getting form. Do you, what, do you know why, or do you agree at least, with the notion that Immobile is not very good? Yeah, he's a penalty merchant. What makes him not good? Because anytime I watch Lazio, I'm like, this guy is mobile. He's a threat. He shoots from it's anywhere. It's in his name. Like... God damn it. <laughs> Shiro Mobile. If we take away his identity and who he plays for, is he good? No. He's good <laughs> for a mid-table team. Which... Then why, why is he such a menace and such a threat? Because he plays for... He's a penalty merchant. Like, look up how many goals he has outside of penalties. All, every time I look, it feels like all he has is penalty goals. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, kudos to Lazio for, for, for losing to... Um, who was it? As Alkmaar? Yes. He has... Uh, let's see. That... Is that this year? 20, 20 appearances, 9 goals. In, yeah, 20 appearances, 9 goals, 3 assists. How many goals does Tommy Abraham have? Not, not that many. <laughs> not 9. And he's not a penalty merchant. So, Tammy, I could not. Didn't Tammy try and take some penalties a couple times? Uh, I, I thought he did, like whiffs really hard uh 25 25 appearances six goals four assists yuck that's not that bad but chelsea apparently want to pay 80 million for him so we'll have see. you seen chelsea's um <laughs> transfer acumen recently they're just they're basically playing on print your own money mode like a nation state I mean, it makes sense. Where are you going to get the money from? To, like, do you understand FFP? Because I thought I it don't. did. <laughs> Basically, if you're in Italy, uh, everybody hates you. And if, unless your name's Juventus and you have your own stadium and you can do shady shit like, you know, work for Jeep. So there is, a, there is a chance that Graham Potter gets fired tonight if he doesn't beat Dortmund. What do you make of that? Add another name to the coaching carousel that could possibly go for Roma. Great. Well, okay. 
I feel like we've maybe run out of things to talk about. You got anything to add? I can't think of anything. There was like one, but I think it got touched on. Tammy's Tammy's release clause might be triggered. Mourinho possibly going to PSG. I feel like there's another one. Oh, uh, yes. Hold on, let me pull up the comment. Mm-hmm. The uh, municipium approved the stadium project. Now we need some other approvals. And in theory, before the end of March, it might be approved 100% and ready to start building in 2024. Is the stadium yeah. finally happening? Yeah, I think it's going to be done very quick, but like 2027 or 28 or something. So we're going to celebrate raising or lifting the FFP ban on our new stadium. We're going to bring Dybala in and be like, look at 30,000 people. Why the fuck are they building 30,000 people stadium or 40,000, whatever? It's all, I thought it was bigger than 40,000. It's like 45 with capacity for 50 or something like that. Which is Yeah, like I thought it was only. 50. Like, that's ridiculous. We have like 60,000 average this year. Jesus. Yeah, they're actually, I was reading a thing on a website. Roma's actually ranked eighth right now for uh, among the top leagues for capacity. And they're like, want to make it exclusive, you know? According to the timetable drawn up, Roma will move to a venue between 55,000 and 62,000. Nah. I hope so. Uh, yeah, stadium's happening. Seems like stadium is actually finally happening because they weren't trying to do dumb shit like Pelota, just hiring corrupt mafia people to to uh, pretend that they're doing a project. Yeah, that was absolutely hella dumb. It was. Thanks for pushing Tati out, Pelota. You're the best, man. See, but the thing is, is like PSV Stadium only holds thirty-five thousand. That felt pretty. That one felt pretty nice, actually. Huh. I, I couldn't. I couldn't really tell you like what sixty-five. Well, I can because Gillette's around sixty thousand, and Gillette is a is a monster. We're talking about Rome, and Roma. Yeah, like thirty-five thousand would fit because then you're not you're not digging on several thousand artifacts and it's not that big and you'll sell that sucker out every time they sell out olympico ah true so that probably bit um i'm i'm going for i'm going for chaos against sociedad i'm gonna say 3-3 you said it's like 2-0 and uh 2-0 2-1 probably Next up, Sasuola after that, and that's when we'll probably get in touch again. Special shout out to Mangos for joining us. I absolutely love listening to his rants. Not rants, tangent. I don't know what, what, what to call it when he just... Tactical mon- analysis. Tactical monologue. Um, we, he, he, he's way too smart for us. <laughs> he's, 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 he, he understands stuff, and we're like, uh, I think it's going to be 2-0. Um... <laughs> <laughs> till next time thank you for listening from what happens and of course follow us well apple podcast uh google spotify spotify shoots them out shoots them up shoots them down, out i don't know the fastest others take like three days to publish the podcast and twitter don't forget twitter and follow us on twitter roma happens and we're gonna have facebook page soon and maybe even uh tiktok 
and an OnlyFans. Uh, I was thinking about Patreon actually, where we uh, ask people to donate and then we match the donations to donate to charities and stuff. OnlyFans. Bye. See at times I'm on be running like a brother gunning craze on me for tease every day hunting justice like a girl for AIDS swing a spade rhyme craze I move strategic lyrics blaze whenever heated on point and flaming MCs like joints and manufacturing reactions like a back end state of mind.